Hey, y'all. Are you wondering how the naked Athena defines the modern-day woman? Listen as the gals discuss the ins and outs of this controversy. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. Wow, are we feeling inspired today? <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> no, it's not every day you have uh, someone walking out in the middle of a street naked to provoke or probably disarm is a better word. Ooh, yeah. Disarm a military invasion of one of our American cities. We call that Portland. Yeah. Without their asking, they have been surrounded by the military. So one of the Portland citizens, which we would like to say is sort of characteristic of Portland, took a bold action on the 17th of July that we cannot not comment on. Oh, my God. I mean, when I, I mean, I, you know, I'm never really in the the news loop when it's happening. I'm always a couple days delayed. So when I was reading that um, article and really looking at the images before we were starting to podcast, it was just, I had body, like, shivers. Piloerectus, isn't that what they're called? <laughs> I had, like, goosebumps all over my body just staring at this image of, you know, how they're, they've dubbed her Naked Athena. And um, especially the one image, the still image, where she's, like, just sitting on the asphalt face-to-face with the armed military men, and her legs are just splayed wide open. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I love you, woman. Yeah, it's really powerful. And I'm imagining that we will come up against some people's concern for her safety and some people's issues with nakedness and some people thinking she was exploiting this. But if you look, really look at the video, and you see who she is being. She is full of light. She is mm-hmm. calm. She is centered. So one of the things that we talk a lot about on this show is the feminine and the masculine. And this woman was is fully embodied feminine with her fully embodied divine masculine supporting her, which is the role that we all want to have in women's lives is a divine masculine within who supports our action, who gets us to take action in alignment with our feminine values and our hearts and our love for each other. And there she is in Portland. She wasn't afraid. She Mm -hmm. wasn't worried. She wasn't playing to the crowd. She walks quietly in. She says nothing. That's what I just loved. I loved the entrance because it wasn't like a movie star coming in on a red carpet trying to get everybody's attention, like, I don't know, like false attention in some way. It was just this, like, um, embodied grace. Well, I think that's why everyone's calling her a goddess. And, you know, it's because she comes in. It's almost like she's not—her feet aren't even touching the ground in some way. She's moving with such grace— one of the she, articles calls her an apparition, right? They yes. said, you know, was it was she an apparition that just came in and exited? Well, you know, even if she is a human, 
she may have been having a download of an experience mm-hmm. in her body that was a full, I mean, she absolutely was full of light. There is no question. She had no dark agenda. She was mm-hmm. simply trying to calm and create peace. You could just see it. it she was being peace. There was nothing else that she was being. Loving. Well, and that's what I love because in this, in the current climate of society, it feels like there's a lot of yelling going on and a lot of screaming and a lot of anger and a lot of big outward actions that have become very violent and dangerous. Opposition. And right? oppositional. And there's something, now I know what she did isn't simple. But there's something in the simplicity of what she did. It was absolutely simple. It was simplicity. Yeah, she she didn't have to say a word, and she moved the entire nation. Now, whether she moved them to be angrier or more calm, that's up to the individual, right? But she made such a powerful change in this world like in in the, i don't know how long she was out there walking Not whether long. it was three minutes or 10 minutes like but her, that amount of time that she walked out and graced that situation with her embodiment i mean i see her as like the embodiment of christ or the embodiment of mary, like mary magdalene, magdalene. Right. yeah this is the it's goddess like, the feminine coming back onto this planet with a powerful message of peace and love and this but to me, it only, felt like they were combined, like the Christ and the Mary Magdalene were combined. You're absolutely you know? right. But what's been silent is the feminine. Right. And what we've seen a lot of, and we were seeing in the militarizing of Portland lately, is the wounded masculine, the, the aggressive masculine, not the divine masculine that she was right. embodying. And what the only misnomer, like the way it feels like it's been misnamed to me, is that Athena is not a goddess of war at all. Krista was snooping around and she found that <laughs> she her gift to Athens, the city that's named after her, was an olive tree, which is peace. Now, so in the truest form of who Athena was, that's what she was being. So mm-hmm. she the to call her the goddess Athena was to is actually correct in that she was simply bringing the olive branch of her body. Like if you look at her, she looks like an olive tree. Like she went into war as the olive tree. She did. She said, I am here as peace, not to talk Mm -hmm. about peace, not to think about peace, not to challenge war at all. You know, the beauty of light is that it dissolves darkness. It doesn't take it on. It doesn't fight with it. And she was the, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and to have the military walk away, to just turn and leave. There was nothing to do. She wasn't challenging them. And yet there was nothing to do in that situation but leave. So to me, she embodied the healed feminine. And I think this is a big difference because I think a lot of people like don't really understand what the difference is between wounded and healed in these versions of the wounded feminine and masculine. But like I would say a wounded feminine going down that street would probably have been a little bit more vulgar with her body, maybe like flipping the bird at the, you know, the audience or the the armored men might have been a little bit more vocal. And uh, even when the man came, the other man from the crowd came in to shield her, like the unhealed, wounded feminine would have probably told him, get out of my way. I don't need your help. You know, back off. I didn't ask for you, that type of thing. Whereas she stood in this very healed version of the feminine 
and walked slowly. She didn't run into battle. She didn't have her arms up she in wasn't fight there for mode. Battle. Her arms were down gracefully. The most movement she did was like soft ballet moves full of like grace and balance. When the man came in and, you know, tried to defend her, she didn't tell him off. She gracefully tried to step around him. She didn't push him out of the way and say, get out of my way. You know, when they fired the, you know, I don't know if they were the rubber bullets or pepper bullets, I think. Pepper yeah. bullets or something at her feet. You know, she she didn't flinch. She didn't like fight back and say like, what the fuck are you doing? She, you know, nothing. It was just such a healed version of the feminine coming in. Yeah. And you know, it's it's an interesting conversation because you're putting your body on the line in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we talk about is as much fun as we have in our bodies and as much playfulness as we talk yeah, about. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we don't, our bodies are not our life. Mm-hmm. Our, our temple of the body is, has altars within it that carry the deepest sense of who we are. And that is eternal. And it was like she was so in touch with that eternal altar, the eternal flame of her love and the eternal masculine that was also embodied in her. She was safe. She was powerful. She didn't need to be protected. She wasn't hiding. There was no, and that vulnerability, the complete naked vulnerability is what disarmed everyone. And to be honest, the protesters had their own version of againstness going on. Right. That, you know, they had some things they were throwing and some firecrackers or whatever that were making things a little unstable for the military, right? But in flies this angel, full of grace, every part of her body moving in grace, and subdues everyone. One And woman, yet there was something in that, the, the letting go of the body. Because when you were talking about the internal yeah. altar, she had to be so... Aligned. Oh, the word? Aligned in, in, in the knowing that she is not the body. Yes. Because not many, like, not many people could walk up and face armed men with that type of grace and courage. But it was like she knew she's the light. Well, also the- she's getting tons of information, right? She's so open that she's being fed. You're safe, you're not safe. It's like the hot cold game. Mm-hmm. She didn't go beyond the crosswalk. She stayed right. way back. She let them know she wasn't coming in to attack them. She wasn't a crazy person that was on a rampage. If you can imagine the minds of men who've been tra- trained to look for trouble, mm-hmm. you don't know what you've got on your hands when you have a woman who's willing to be naked. And I wanted to say that she also was, I believe it was one forty-five in the morning. So she mm-hmm. wasn't trying to make a spectacle of herself. She was trying to live her truth. She was stepping forward into a place where there was so much vulnerability that it was serving her by her knowing exactly what to do. She was guided by spirit. She was guided by her intuition. She was, you could see her as you watch the video, just moving gently back and forth. She was obviously either cut or hit by some of those bullets. Mm -hmm. Her feet are bleeding. There's no complaint. She's not whining about it. She's not making a scene. She's simply so uplifted that 
she is she's she's the embodiment like we we love Mary Magdalene and the relationship between Mary Magdalene and Jesus and she is the embodiment if you're Christian you'll understand this if you're not it's the embodiment of the divine masculine and the divine feminine both healed coming onto the planet in consciousness in this loving amazing beautiful woman who wants the point that she's anonymous because she's actually like carrying a message of the divine feminine and masculine blended. She's carrying a message. So it's not who she is. It's the message that she carries. And what an example she set as like what the modern day healed divine feminine looks like. And for me, it was such a message of what I hear and what I saw is that, look, ladies, we don't have to be screaming banshees all the time to get our way. We don't have to sound like lunatics as we're having tantrums, like, listen to us. You know, there was just such power in no words. And I'm not saying for us all to go silence our voices. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying when we, when we speak, when we choose to speak, making sure that we're speaking from the healed feminine. When we take action, making sure our actions are from the healed divine feminine. Remembering, yeah, and this is great because, you know, what's so nice about this is there's a there's the masculine within us that's whole and takes us into action. So say she's sitting in her apartment, she's feeling completely like, what the heck can I do to change what's happening in my city? And she gets this download. And she's like, oh, dear God, am I really going to do this? And then Mm -hmm. within her comes the power. Yes, we're doing this together. You are not alone. And, you know, Kristen, I firmly believe this. This is why it's called spiritual psychology, is that you are one with the divine, and the divine inhabits you. As the feminine, you have a masculine divine counterpart. As a man, you have a feminine divine counterpart. And that can be switched just depending on your gender status, whatever that is for you. And it's not 50-50. It's whoever you are. Some women, 70-30, some men, mm-hmm. 60-40. It doesn't matter. It's that whatever, if you predominantly identify as masculine, there's also feminine. And if you predominantly identify as feminine, there's also masculine. So that we can take action as women and men can have fluid, dynamic, flexible, and open experiences as well as women can. Like so she it, could have just sat in like a women's circle, right? They could all sat there in their naked circle, burning incense and lighting candles. And I'm not saying don't do that. But she took that very feminine ritual and she combined it with the masculine, the healed masculine, and took action. And there would be no way for her to do that unless she had that power within her that she knew that she was completely connected to the divine that was caring for her and was literally downloading to her moment by moment what to do, when to do it. And she was just in complete faith and trust. She came when she went to, she wanted. She walked around she left, as long yep. as she wanted. She left when she <laughs> wanted. No fanfare. 
And look at those military men as they left. It was almost like like watching the video, you could almost hear the dialogue within each of those soldiers' minds. Like, holy shit, what are we going to do with this? We're going to get crucified if we hit her in the head with one of these things. Oh, my God, should we shoot? Should we not shoot? Should we get the fuck out of here? And it was like, all of a sudden, you, it was like watching a line of like wounded little boys who like accidentally caught their mom naked, <laughs> like and embarrassed, and they just kind of like skulked out, you know, the side entrance or something. It was so bizarre to watch. You know, I'd love to know more about that because I wonder what actually happened for them. Because like, did they get a message from someone saying, "Okay, you guys get the fuck out of here now"? This I'm is pretty sure they speaking. did. I'm sure mm-hmm. they did. I'm sure they all had headsets on because otherwise they wouldn't have all moved like that. But also, I just think it's the most fabulous representation of peace, of what being peace, who we are, does in the world, rather than fighting for it, talking about it, yelling about it, marching, rioting, protesting. If we go out in the streets and fill the streets with silence, we fill the streets with, there is no silence in that woman. She said everything she came to say as loudly as anyone has ever said it. Mm-hmm. And women have been known for these kinds of roles, right? We have Julia Butterfly Hill that sat in a tree for 738 days or something like that. And really, she's been compared to Lady Godiva, who rode naked on her horse to help <laughs> help the people who were being overtaxed by her husband because mm-hmm. she couldn't have any power with him. So she and went the out. quiet grace of Rosa Parks. Like it's like these powerful women who made so much massive change in the world without saying a word. And I'm not saying none of them said words, but you know. What their action was divinely inspired. Their action was from the feminine goddess opening the world to see the power of this aligned, what I would call love. State. Some people call it God-filled. I would call it love-filled. We all mm-hmm. infinite intelligence. You name it, you got it. You know what this reminds me of? When I first moved to Ojai, there was this woman, and I think everybody around here just called her like the naked woman or something. And I remember um, maybe I was at the farmer's market for the first time, and all of a sudden, like, this woman just walks down the middle of the farmer's market, and she might have had a little pasties on her nipples or something, but pretty much buck naked. And I remember my husband at the time looking at me like, well, if I wasn't ready to move to Ojai last week, I'm ready now. (laughs) He was just like, here we go. And she would, you know, every once in a while, she'd ride down our little main street on her bicycle, like naked with her pasties. But the one um, incident I really remembered was when the nativity scene was set up at the, in like, kind of like this place in our town where it's kind of the middle. And she was doing like handstands right in front of Jesus and Mary and her legs were wide open. She was kind of like doing all of these acrobatic moves and there's all these cars, you know, driving by. And And I would say as much as Ojai is a hippie town, it's also a very traditional conservative town as well. There's both sides of it. You know, the interesting thing though about that woman, and I think Catherine brought this up earlier to me, was that she didn't have a political agenda. She was just, I don't want to say slightly off. I don't want to, you know, say it in a demeaning way, but it her was own more drummer. F- Let's go with she, her yeah, own drummer. <laughs> her own drummer, but it was almost just maybe more to be a spectacle or to get attention yeah. as opposed to there wasn't an intention behind the action. So it, it didn't, 
it was more, it didn't have the power that Athena's having right now because there wasn't a quiet grace behind her. It was more the unhealed side coming out of like, Almost, um, it was the unhealed feminine. It was like, oh, you're going to try to keep me from being naked? You won't let me in the 4th of July parade? Well, guess what? I'm just going to ride my bike down the side street anyways, because I do remember her. I do remember <laughs> yeah. And it was just shocking when she did it. But it was more, She. it seemed like she was doing it more out of a fuck you and a spectacle than it was out of demonstrating the embodied divine feminine. Absolutely, Krista. She, there, her actions were all coming from againstness from Mm -hmm. rebellion and she often literally would yell at the top of her lungs to make sure she was getting attention if you didn't happen Mm -hmm. to notice because most people who noticed noticed pretty strongly she was very a a very beautiful youngish woman and so she got a lot of attention but it was not there was nothing behind it and that's what was was, a respectful attention no it wasn't it was like laughed at and and then, you know, let's like take on this thing about the men around all the different types and all the different ways that men showed up, you know, mm-hmm. and this beautiful young man who was, oh, no, 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 you know, I'm going to take care of you. And she- You're talking about Athena? No, yeah, today I'm talking mm-hmm. about Athena. What, yeah. Our, sorry if I said- I didn't know which naked woman we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> no, when we're talking about, when we're talking about Athena, I, it did, it, it provoked or evoked- the masculine to want to take care and protect because that is a very strong instinct and respect. It is respect, respect and it is instinct. But let's look at it a little more closely because she didn't need it. And can I that- say something before you finish that thought? Because I think it pairs together. Okay. The 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 naked woman in Ojai, because she didn't have intention and grace and power behind it, like healed power behind it, she was looked at as more of a as a joke in a way. So my husband's reaction to her was, oh, it was like, oh, I'll, now I'll move to Ojai. You know, that type of Salacious. reaction. So, yeah, so it didn't have any respect behind it. Whereas, you know, Athena is getting a respectful response. Yeah. So when we're talking about the way that the masculine is coming into this with her, mm-hmm. what what I was experiencing watching that was, this the instinct of the masculine is coming out to protect but actually she says thank you very much but i don't need this and mm-hmm. she's so respectful to him like she never she doesn't she actually doesn't him. say it <laughs> no she says no words but i her right. body says thank you yes. very much but i am going to keep and so he's working 10 times harder than he needs to because he's got a, a little bit of maybe an instinct-based persona going that he's going to save the day. But mm-hmm. he's as much, in some ways, the overpowering masculine that women are, are concerned about, feel objectified by, feel like you don't see my power. And right. her internalized masculine is completely plugged in, very powerful, and letting her know, don't walk past this crosswalk. Sit here. And then the invitation is to open your legs and create the most extreme sense of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. There is nothing between her now and what your imagination can come to. And she's just 
holding this massive vulnerability, right? She's like, I can't. And the men don't know what to do with it. Well, but that, I mean, I guess some of them did because they just gave her space. They just let her be. And then they left because her message of peace is so loud and so strong. There's no fighting it. There's there's nothing to do but soften in the presence of softness. I wonder if Ohi Naked Girl had been the one to walk down there, whether the men would have come out to defend her in the same way. I don't know, but it would have been nothing that, that she, she wouldn't have been in the same consciousness at all. It wasn't that she was naked. It's that she was actually vulnerable in her nakedness, mm-hmm. which I would compare to our Ohi person as invulnerable. Uh, she was against, she was aggressive in her nakedness, where this was, it was like an apparition on some level. Her, it almost was like her feet never touched the ground. You know, but that's why I'm wondering if the Ojai woman would have been, like, whether the masculine would have had the same reaction to protect in that way that they did for Athena. I think that she might have provoked violence. Yeah. I, I think there's that's a good chance that she might have, because she was a, she created in the men we knew objectification. She created mm-hmm. the opposite. Out of good men. Right, right. And, and there are lots and lots, and most of them are good, right? So... What we watch, how we watch the masculine respond, it doesn't necessarily mean we want them to protect us, but the fact that they want to is a good sign. You said something really interesting um, earlier today when you said, you know, if Athena would have walked down the street with that same type of grace, but would have had clothes on, it might have been a completely different situation that unfolded. And I'm guessing that it might have turned more dangerous. Well, I think— because I feel like her being naked was the disarming part. Like it almost, absolutely. people's brains didn't know how to register it. And so it made them take a deep breath and pause and freeze. Whereas I think if she would have had clothes on, she would have just seemed like any old, you know, any other um, protester there. Well, you know what I was just thinking, Krista? The, one of the, you know, one of the, the attributes of our love intelligence, of the field of God, of love, of infinite intelligence is beauty. And she brought beauty into a very unbeautiful, dark, and dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. And it flowered. She flowered. She blossomed. She bloomed into that. Just like watching a flower open, it's mesmerizing. Inspiring. I mean, I'm it's, like, Catherine, do you want to walk down Main Street today naked? <laughs> of course I do. You know, if I could have that much of an effect on a population and and anonymously, I love that. Can you imagine if you and I would have done that down Ohio Avenue? Dun, dun, dun. I think I think we're still working to embody the fullness of that energy, but I would be happy yeah. to do that if I had that energy. And I think I think that's what we're trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that we're powerful and our action is derived from source. Our action is derived from where we come from. Mm -hmm. And the young woman in Ojai was coming from a fear-based, ego-based, strong, probably wounded feminine and masculine within her. Maybe a little before her time in a way too. Like well, I I don't there are all sorts of things. Who knows? But but this moment, 
I mean, Lady Godiva was, you know, not before her time, apparently. She died in 1067 or something, which is quite a few years ago. But if she was going up against her husband, (laughs) y'all, did you say that that earlier in the story? Yeah, I did. That was what was so amazing (laughs) is she couldn't get his ear at home. So she Mm -hmm. went to the people who he was hurting to basically say, I need to protect these people. So if we're looking for angelic apparitions, they come in the form of human beings. And that's what we saw Mm -hmm. in this beautiful woman. And I have seen it in my life in men. I have had angelic, human form people come into my life, save my life, save my son's life, and a few other times that were very, very big experiences. I know it happens I know some of you might be thinking, okay, this is where Catherine goes off the deep end. <laughs> but if you ask me those stories, maybe someday we'll do, we'll do a podcast on that. What we had in our midst, what they had in their midst, is an angel who came mm-hmm. to earth for however many moments and was able to ground peace, love, beauty, grace, Honor. What other words do you have, Krista? Mm. There was just like a serenity presence behind right? her that was. Oh. Um, it for me, it was just this inspiring moment of sometimes um, reminding myself that you know, you and I, we talk a lot, right, for a living. <laughs> <laughs> we're on this podcast. We're with our clients, and we're talk, 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 talk. There was just something as, like an amazing reminder of like there's a lot of power in silence. And in this day and age where we're like, everyone's like, speak up, speak up, speak up. Yes, speak up, but also listen. There's so much magic and so much wisdom that comes in the silence. If we're always speaking and we're always yelling, we're always arguing, we're taking away from the time we have to open our hearts, our minds, our ears, our intuition, our seventh chakra up to hear the divine wisdom, to let that flow through each of us. We all have the capacity to do what Athena did. We all have Absolutely. that. But are we going to take the time that it takes in our lives to do a solid spiritual practice, You know, take the time to open up to spirit, allow that energy to flow through us, and then not just allow the energy to flow through us, but then take action on it and allow that energy to go out into the world. So this is really a great thing because this is why we don't want to demean the masculine. This is why no. why it's not, when we say we need women to rise, it means that we need to take the sort of subjugated and bring it to the same level as the masculine, but not to power over the masculine, not to be, you know, aggressive with the masculine. It's a way, It's I like to think of it as a dance of infinity, where the mm-hmm. feminine takes her part and the masculine takes its part and the feminine and masculine play and dance together. Much as we talk about this happening sexually, it happens Inside, if you want to see it happening in real time, watch Athena. Watch her walk through this crowd. Watch her. And you will see that she is, first, she is given direction on where to go, what to do, how to do it. She creates this whole thing, fully embodying the feminine the entire time. You could have put that thing to music and call it a ballet. 
Do you know what I wish would have happened? And I hope that one day this would happen. I would have loved for her to have walked down and done her dance. And I would have loved the vision. Maybe this is the vision I want to hold for the world. I would have loved the vision of all those men in shields kneeling. Instead of being the wounded who had to get out of the situation quickly because they didn't know what to do. But here we I would have loved the reverence of like honoring the divine feminine in her peace. And I would have loved for her to have been met with a peaceful gesture. So let's just look at this for another moment, Krista, because I appreciate where you're coming from with that. And it's such a beautiful vision. Like I, I felt it when you said, I was like, oh, and we have to remember that those men are at work and they're doing mm-hmm. jobs. And so Absolutely. what I what I could even see, too, is the possibility of the protesters kneeling. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when Martin Luther King walked across the bridge at Selma the first time, they marched right into, they marched right into the military and they were hurt really badly, beaten very badly. And they learned that you don't walk into a wall of people who are meant to be doing a job. Mm-hmm. You don't do that because they have to do their job. But what they did the second time was as they crossed the bridge in Selma, they got to the middle, kind of where our dear friend Athena, and they kneeled down. Mm-hmm. And no one got hurt. They kneeled yeah, down that. and they prayed. So... In the part of the protesters, basically what she did for everyone was kneel down and pray and say, we're mm-hmm. holding space for light here. So how amazing if everybody then, I what like if, what you're saying in that it's not just that the policemen need to have, you know, the vision for the policemen to have um, kneeled, but for the protesters, everybody at once kneeling yeah. and coming to like common ground. Yeah. And for us to imagine that the fact that the military walked away Mm -hmm. with no complaint is an incredibly strong, what is it? Um, It's improvement (laughs) from what it could have been in the past. it's, It's a shift entirely of what could have happened there so easily. They were in, in the word I'm looking for, I think is disarmed. Because they were no longer shooting. They just turned and walked away. Whoever's order it was, and someday I'm sure we will find out what the order was so we know why they walked away. But Mm -hmm. the grace of that is that we, as you said, we all, each woman that we're talking to and each man that we're talking to today has this power. This is not separate from you. You have to Mm -hmm. cultivate it. You have to work it. You have to draw it into you. And then choose to be powerful. And your way of being powerful will be very different. Don't everybody run out naked in the streets now. That is not what this is about. No, because I actually saw, I followed this um, girl on Instagram. Um, She's at the Girlfriend Manifesto. And she creates some um, amazing posts. And she's a woman of color. And on her post regarding Naked Athena, somewhere out there where she said something like, you know, I wonder what would have happened if Naked Athena would have been a black woman. Well, there's that. I mean, we're challenging the status quo in every way, but let's just give her what she got. And 
let's just allow that to have been the miracle that it was that these men could accept. It was huge and it could be accepted. Now, okay, maybe there's another level because yeah, I don't know. There's always if you another noticed, level. <laughs> but if you notice, there was a black woman who joined her, who mm-hmm. came and stood right next to her. She mm-hmm. was fully clothed, but she was holding space. And I thought that was powerful too. Nothing bad Amazing. happened to yeah. her either. Mm-hmm. So let's not try to break women apart by black women and white women and, and anything else. Let's just say this is actually beyond the body. This is mm-hmm. the feminine coming forward, blessing, and quietly walking away. And my every experience, angelic experience in my life, is the person disappears and you right. never see them again. And the and the fact that we don't know what her name is, it's I fantastic. mean, it, I love it. And I love, I mean, who knows how that will unfold over the next couple of days. Because if you are naked, Athena, that's a big secret to keep for the rest of your life. Because well, you tell one friend of yours that that was you. And I'm sure her friends must know that's her. Like if, if, she, if naked Athena, if, if I walked down a street like that, you would recognize me no matter if I had a cap on or a mask on. Like you would know that was me. So the fact that no one is saying her name yet, I'm finding that incredible. Well, I'm going to just go with my story that she is a brilliant angel mm-hmm. who landed on this planet to show us that peace is possible. And in the most simple yet very most challenging way, vulnerability is what creates peace at the end of the day. But we must be vulnerable with our masculine intact so that we can hear the messages of, is this safe or is this not? Where do I stop? How far do I go? And that my message can be delivered in grace Mm -hmm. and that all will be well, not pushing through from our egos, not with a message to deliver, but simply with the grace that we landed with. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, we love you ladies so much. And this is beyond and exciting. <laughs> and well, the guys already we know we love our men. <laughs> <laughs> we love all of you. And thank you so much for being here with us today and listening with us. And if you disagree or agree, we don't mind hearing from you. Let us know. You can drop us a line at info at holyfuckpodcast.com. And you can find us at twogalsoulschool.com. And Two Gal Soul School podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Join the rising joy of our of our <laughs> new podcast uh, name. And yeah, it's shareable, y'all. You can share it with your friends now and not worry sh- about having the word "fuck" in it. <laughs> That's right. You can have it, and we'd love you to go and subscribe. And actually even get over there and give us a nice five-star rating because someone didn't like our name and gave us a little bit of a... On Facebook, you mean? Someone on Facebook gave us a little bit of a hit. So anybody who wants to run over there and give us a five-star rating on Facebook, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Wherever you're listening, because we love being with you and we love sharing these moments with you. And as we always say, spread Spread the the love. love.